Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pick in the 2016 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select Xavier Howard. Defensive back from Baylor. 13th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. The Miami Dolphins select Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle, Clemson. With the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavalawa, quarterback, Alabama. The Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. And we're on in another episode of Two on Three YPC. Simon Clancy is here. I am here. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. And our first prospect is... Gosh, straight into it. No advertising. Trenton Simpson, linebacker from Clemson. Six foot three, 231 pounds. Hmm. I see him listed everywhere at 240. Is that window dressing? He's not going to weigh gonna... as much at the combine? I'm taking, I mean, he's quite thick. I mean, I'm just taking him off the Clemson website. So, I mean, we'll see what it is. I, I, I think he's probably in that 230 range, I reckon. He might be a bit heavier. He's quite thick, legs, stomach. He's quite a big boy, but we'll see. But interesting regardless, because, you know, this is a kid who was a five-star recruit, committed to Auburn, switched to Clemson. Uh, and his background is really interesting. Military family, father is a ranger in Bravo Company, so tours of duty in Afghanistan, Iraq, half a dozen times, back to Afghanistan in 09, 2013. And, and actually, Simpson grew up partially uh, two or three years in Qatar, in Doha. Um, flipped from Auburn to, to Clemson. Two-way player in high school, linebacker, but mainly at running back. Actually, didn't play linebacker until his junior year in high school. Ended up leading the team in sacks in his final season, 20 um, won a state championship, but a team captain in high school, team captain at Clemson, uh, bright kid, earned his degree in three years in communication. So in terms of off the field stuff, background, a really interesting prospect. And then on the field, you know, this is a kind of a modern uh, three down sort of hybrid defender who can attack, um, who can attack offenses in coverage uh, and in zone blitz looks. I suppose in a way he's a sort of a, I don't know, a poor man's Isaiah Simmons in a way. And mm -hmm. we'll get to that in a in a little while because that could be a, a plus and a minus, I suppose, when you look at Simpsons uh, Simmons's career. I think he had a down 2022, mainly because of the way he played. You go back to 2021, you put that tape on. I thought he was outstanding at Clemson under Brent Venables. 
he was like a chess piece moved all over the board in 2022. He was much more of a sort of a stack linebacker, I think, which didn't suit his game at all. But I, I saw somebody reference it and it's, it, it's very apt. He's like a queen on the chess board uh, to kind of continue the chess analogy. You line him up all over and he's extremely dangerous, whether that's edge, inside, outside, a slot, that's safety. I mean, this is a tall kid. He's, like I said at the top, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, rangy, he's very twitchy, twitched up, off-ball linebacker. Great in man coverage, gets from point A to point B very quickly. He's fast. I don't look. I don't know. I don't know what you think when I watch the tape. I don't think he's blessed with amazing instincts, especially inside the box. But actually, he's so quick and he's athletic that it kind of masks a lot of that actually. And and we try and look. We're trying to give you ideas of draft players, and and this is obviously a Dolphins podcast, so we're trying to steer it a little bit towards the Dolphins uh, and Miami, as as we talked about last night on the main pod. They need linebackers. Uh, and you could envisage him in Fangio's 3-4 defense, you know, using that size. You, you go back and look at like Baron Browning, for mm. example, who Fangio drafted. You know, there's a, a there's a fairly good similarity between the two. I think um, I think uh, Simpson's a little bit thicker, but, you know, use that size at inside linebacker, a guy that's athletic enough and quick enough to cover tight ends and to mirror running backs who can, you know, get outside the box, sideline to sideline, who would be intriguing as a pass rusher on the edge, you know. I think the thing for Chris Greer and for, for Vic Fangio to decide is, you know, is there enough from from Tyndall, Channing Tyndall, who actually possesses some similar traits? Or do you just think, actually, we'll just get these two absolutely athletic freaks onto the field, you know, uh, and get them to play? I think the other issue is that if you play them inside exclusively, are you going to get the best from it? Because we've seen some of these kind of crazy athletic linebackers come out and really struggle. We talked about Isaiah Simmons, who struggled to find a position, really. Uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, again, had a really solid mm. first year, struggled last year, injuries, those sorts of things. And just because they have traits, but you know, it doesn't mean to say they can necessarily fit them or fill them. And what tends to happen is they can't necessarily play the position that's best suited for them. Because in the NFL, that's often as a like an overhang linebacker. And I suppose... Mm. By overhang, I mean, you know, a player that aligns outside the formation, I, you know, coming close to sort of splitting the difference, I suppose, between the offensive EMOL or a man on the line and, and, the, and the closest receiver. So they line, you know, four or five yards off the line of scrimmage and are there to serve, you know, several purposes. Pre-snap, they're extremely difficult to reach for, 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 for linemen to get out to on the edge. And this way... I suppose they box in the offense and they they play everything outside in, which is what I think Simpson does really well. And by starting further from the offensive line, they effectively play everything, you know, and limit the conflict that the offense can put them to the perimeter, which I think is what, you know, Fangio wants to do because then you open up safeties to come down into the box and, and knock people on their ass because, you know, they don't need to be able to both widen and constrict because they, they start wide anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's an interesting, interesting prospect. I, I think, you know, downsides, I think, you know, he does need protection inside because he can get washed away in the trash, and you see that at Clemson th- sometimes. But, but you know, I think people have got to remember that in a Fangio defense, our defensive linemen are going to be asked to sort of um, eat up double teams and play with... Um, I suppose, movable leverage to keep those linebackers clean. And like I said, the safeties will be triggering downhill in the run game to make what looks like a light box at the snap actually play much heavier in it. And I think defenders often spill the ball to the edge, asking those safeties and those fast linebackers to clean up the mess. And they fit the run from depth with safeties, um, which allows obviously the defense to be better suited to respond to, to things like play action and the passing game, which is obviously 
Simpson strength. You know, we all know that this Fangio defense is going to, you know, put a a cover or a, a, an umbrella, I suppose, over the offense. You know, with that strategy to force teams into inefficient run plays to to play coverage with four. Uh, for rushers and when it's time to pass be flexible with coverage we heard Fangio the other day talking about you know he's got some new coverages lined up and uh, and those will all whether they're new or old they will all start out similar but they will all end up very differently and you know add enough depth to the proceedings to have you know secondary read and react from um, I, I suppose from advantageous positions versus the, you know, the, the that most lethal of uh, of offensive weapons, which I suppose is play action, and I think that's something that that Simpson can do. And you see him on film doing all sorts of different things, whether that's triggering inside, triggering outside, downhill, staying contained on the on the perimeter and getting to the quarterback, not being, you know, we play and we see so much kind of RPO, and, and Simpson very rarely gets caught looking inside. He can turn and get out to the sideline. He can run backwards uh, and then change direction, triggering forwards in the pass game, whether that's in zone coverage and obviously then play man. So he's a really interesting, intriguing prospect. I'm going to be fascinated to see what he weighs in at uh, next week, uh, the combine, because, you know, if he's under 230, then you, you, you kind of think, do you really want him in the box? But if he's up around what you said in 240, then that does make it really interesting, especially if he can retain that, you know, if that's not water weight and he can retain that athletic ability. Yeah, one thing I can say about Trenton Simpson, I've seen him play a lot, okay? <laughs> it's Clemson. So I've seen every single one of their games. I've seen him play. Uh, they did him no favors this past season trying to play him on the edge so much. And on on third downs, especially in passing downs, they were playing him in, in like a mic roll. And if you watch Clemson play, they play so much zone where he's essentially being lost doing a job that he shouldn't be doing. Uh, they just essentially used his speed uh, on pass defense. Now, is he, the more I look at him, is he a dual responsibility linebacker? Meaning, is he going to read the B gap, uh, for those that don't know, the, the gap between the guard and the tackle, and then read the flat on the run? I doubt it. I don't think he's a fillbacker. Stri- he is so similar to what we already have. But you know what's better than, than one Jerome Baker? Two of them. <laughs> so I mean, I, I'd be interested to see if Vic Fangio looks at the tape on Trenton Simpson. And because I, I do believe he'll be there at 51. So other places, some places have him higher than others. Uh, the highest I've seen him ranked as far as uh, an outside backer is on NFL Draft Buzz. They got him as the fourth ranked. Um, so he could be there at 51. I could see Vic Fangio looking at him and Jerome Baker and saying, you know what? This might work. <laughs> Especially yeah, if you retain an Atlanta Roberts, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's what I was going to say. You, you know, if you're Landon Roberts as your field linebacker, or even, you know, a guy we'll talk about down the line, someone like Jack Campbell, the kid from Iowa, in terms yeah. of field linebacker, Noah, uh, uh, Penae Sewell's brother, Noah, you know, these are those kind of two down field linebackers. Maybe Campbell can play three downs as well. But, um, you know, uh, you think about pairing an Landon Roberts with a, you know, or a downhill kind of two down thumper and Landon Roberts with a Trenton Simpson or with a Channing Tindall or whatever. I think that's an entry. I don't think you're going to want him to to attack, you know, attacking the B gap necessarily down after down and taking on running backs head on, taking on fullbacks. That's really not, you know, you're not getting the best out of him. I, I think you have to be creative to make it work. I think the problem with the Cardinals is that they, you know, certainly with look Vance Joseph, I'm not a massive fan of. I think he runs such a vanilla system, such a vanilla scheme, and I do think the part part of Isaiah Simmons's lack of development has been down to a, a defensive coordinator that really didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to the point was, where he benched on this past season, which yeah, is absolutely. odd. <laughs> absolutely. So, 
look, it's going to be intriguing to see what happens moving forwards. Um, but I think that, you know, a creative mind like Fangio alongside a thumping downhill, you know, linebacker with a guy that can then do what Simpson does in terms of his toolbox, I, I think would be very intriguing. Now, he looks like a million bucks, so no doubt he'll lift all right. And and I don't really care too much about, you know, how many times he could throw 225 up. But I do care about this 40 time. Yeah. How fast is he? How fast is he going to run? Because he's he's rumored to be pretty fast. He was a he's a he was a top athlete coming out. He was a four star athlete. Yeah, I think he's going to be a four five kid, four five, okay. four six kid. I think. Maybe yeah. even sub four five because he has such a lean build. He he looks like a sprinter, really. If he runs two forty at uh, if he runs under four five at two forty, then that would be. Yeah, that, that would be that. something. He's not going to be on the border. He's not going to be on the border fifty one if he um <laughs> if he runs. All right, we, I guess we could wrap it up right there. Where does he go? Well, what's what's his range, and is he in play for the Miami Dolphins? I mean, again, I'm just looking here. There's four. Apparently, he's run a four thirty nine before. So when he declared for the draft, he said that he jumped forty inches in the vertical and he ran a four thirty nine in the forty. Well, you know, you <laughs> take that, you know, you take that with a pinch of salt, but. You know, the, the race of truth will be next week at the Combine if he does run. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Where does he go? Look, I think he's a first rounder. Um, I do think he's a first rounder. Um, but I don't, but he may fall a little bit because I don't necessarily think he suits every single scheme. One, and I do think that teams will be slightly nervous about those kind of athletic hybrid linebackers who can play the slot, who can play the safety, who can play inside, who can play outside, who can rush the quarterback. You know, Swiss Army knife type linebackers some teams just are scared of um you know and, and that may that may um cause him to fall a little bit i think he probably goes 25 to 45 ish so potentially in miami's radar if you're looking to maybe move up a little bit but we shall see and, and like i said if he blows the doors off at the combine i, I don't think he gets out of the top 25 yeah, the the good news is if he comes into the combine at, at 240 or more it could be water weight then you know, if they see him at 240, and and especially when he takes his shirt off, they're gonna look at him. And they're like, all right, this guy's a, a monster. Uh, he could do anything. He's gonna be expected to lift. And if he doesn't lift 225, he doesn't push 225 more than 18 times. Then they're gonna say, okay, it's the water weight. That's not his functional weight. He should be playing around 230, and that helps Miami out. Oddly enough, so you know, if you know, Miami would want him to be a legitimate 240 pounder that can push 225 more than 18 times. But more likely than not, that's not who he is. Man, he really does look like Jerome Baker to me. And I think he's in that. Like, where, where did Jerome Baker go? He went in the second round, what, in the low low 40s? Second, did he? I can't remember now. But it was somewhere around there, right? I think he's more athletic. I think he's faster. Really uh, than Jerome Baker? Jerome Baker's a hell of an athlete. Oh, no, I'm not, not saying he's not. I think Simpson's a freak. All right, we'll move on, and we'll have our second prospect after these words. Do you have a water leak and can't find where it's coming from? Are you dealing with water or mold damage in your home or business? Then call Water Cleanup of Florida at 954-579-0356 for immediate assistance. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and their team is prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. 
After the leak has been located and repaired, Water Cleanup of Florida will then clean, dry, and fully restore the damaged areas. Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There is no need to bring in other contractors. They will handle the entire project from start to finish. Service areas include Miami, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone at 954-579-0356. That's 954 954- Five seven nine zero three five six, or visit their website at wcufl.com. Water cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com try. Go to shopify.com try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, and we're back. You got another prospect for us, Simon? I have, and I kind of uh, off the radar a little bit. Um, a guy called Hunter Lipke. Uh, now, he's not going to appear in many of your mock drafts. He's not going to appear in many of your top 50s. You know, when Daniel Jeremiah releases his next top 50, Hunter Lipke is not going to be in it. But for Miami Dolphin fans, Hunter Lipke is absolutely going to be on the radar. He is the fullback from North Dakota State. And before you go, oh... Fullbacks. <laughs> this guy is a six foot one, two hundred and fifty pound wrecking ball. Uh, for Why a are you dolphin. trying to replace our boy Alec Ingold? Uh, no, no, no. You wait till I get it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> this okay. is the ideal versatile piece who can play some H back. He can play. I mean, he's played in the slot. He's played out wide. He's played conventional running back like Mike Allstott. He's played fullback. He has played tight end. Uh, he can do it all, and and they may see him as sort of you know a guy that replaces one of those you know a Tanner Connor or a guy that can potentially be a backup tight you know can take up two roster spots especially also can play special teams, but this is a kid spent from Spencer Wisconsin which was the home of Ted Fritch the the running back who had an All Pro might be even in the Hall of Fame actually career with the Packers between forty to nineteen forty two and nineteen fifty he was also the Packers kicker. 
uh, and a linebacker for for a time. But Lipke's a, a two two star kid, um, and actually, ironically, Ted Fritz played at a, essentially a co op, played on a co op team, which is what Lipke did as well. weren't enough kids at his school to to play football, so he played on a co op team composed of of students from from two schools. Um, two star recruit, but bizarrely, he's the fifth he's fifth all time in career scoring in Wisconsin high school history. Hmm. Not just, you know, I mean, this is Wisconsin. This is a big old football state, 614 points, 95 touchdowns. He scored. He actually led the state in scoring in 2017 in high school with 45 touchdowns. And he is big. He is strong. He's got country strength. He's a two time state wrestling champion. A lot of interest from, from, you know, Iowa, Iowa state, Northern Iowa, Wisconsin, et cetera, et cetera. But, Mike McDaniel is going to love this kid. He's so versatile. Four-year starter, so played alongside Trey Lance as well, um, pl- playing with Cody Mack, the 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 left tackle, who will probably get some, you know, will absolutely get some day two and maybe even some day one looks. Absolute sledgehammer, old-school football player with a kind of a new-school mentality uh, and just fundamentals as a blocker, as a ball carrier, as a tight end are absolutely, you know, top-notch. He's got, you know, a, a classic fullback build. He's thick. Um, got all those measurables. And like I said, pro-style offense that North Dakota State played, they run the ball an awful lot. He took snaps at fullback, tailback, wide tight end, H-back, boundary uh, X receiver. He's a down and dirty kind of ratter. I've used that phrase before. You know, he's a guy that will take on linebackers, take on defensive backs, one-on-one. He just, you know, that Alec Ingold mentality. Very solid lead blocker will bury edge defenders on stretch plays. He can get up to safeties on gap runs. He can take on linebackers. But, you know, we talk about why we would want to get rid of Alex, Alec Ingold. We absolutely wouldn't. We're just adding some more versatility. This is a guy who's got mm-hmm. great hands out in the backfield. And you can utilize him, you know, in that respect. That's what Mike McDaniel does. Um, in terms of you know making the most of these guys that you'll end up you know getting a Hunter Lipke in the seventh round he might be an undrafted free agent I suspect he goes late on because the teams that value fullbacks will absolutely be honing in on him because of what he can do because he's so versatile you know he's no nonsense when he's got the ball in his hands but he's got some patience you know he'll he'll he will um, he understands waiting for blockers he'll hit the hole he runs through contact he never goes down on first contact either he's athletic enough to to sift through the traffic to hit the crease and then out the backfield he he's just an absolute weapon he's got great hands in the short the the medium uh, and down the field i mean he makes a catch for north to go to stay over his shoulders down at the two yard line a, a big sort of 30 yard catch where you just look and you think you know that's got to be like a, a kid that's, that, that's christian watson that's not you know that's not the tight end mm-hmm. um, you know, so he's just a really interesting kind of special teams, sort of bottom of the roster churner, but great kid off the field uh, and absolutely sort of, uh, you know, the sort of player that you see Mike McDaniel just looking at a combine, looking out on tape and thinking, look, I can do so much with this kid. We can just put him anywhere in the, you know, anywhere on the field. He's just going to help out. He's going to make plays. You look at how important blocking is. Um to this offense, you know, predicated on the ability for for players like Lipke to be able to to be able to block to make that outside zone game work. Um, you know, look, downsides, not an explosive athlete. He doesn't have a second gear. He's not going to run away from somebody like Raheem Mostert. Uh, he is just mm. a traditional football player who just excels in the roles that he's given. There, you know, he's a Carl Juszczyk clone, you know, in many respects. And you look at A, the career that Juszczyk had and B, how much love McDaniel has for him. So, I would be, uh, you know, there are going to be four or five clubs who are going to be targeting Hunter Lipke and the Miami Dolphins will absolutely be one of them. Yeah, one thing I can say about him, he's a fluid pass catcher. He, like, 
you know, we've talked up his size and the nature of the kind of football that he plays. And people are going to be thinking, okay, this is this is Lorenzo Neal all over again. No, it's not. It's more touchdown Tommy Bardell, which kind of kind of kind of tells kind of yeah, kind of tells you how far we've come because I could have swore that Tommy Bardell was like a second or third round pick. You know that he went ninth overall. I was going to say he was a top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, touchdown Tommy Bardell. Now, uh, Hunter Lepke. One of the biggest problems the Dolphins had this past season, as far as this relating to the Dolphins, first of all, he's a really good ball carrier. Uh, you know who was one of the worst teams, if not the worst team on third and one this past season? Oh, yeah, let me guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the Miami Dolphins. Well, that solves one problem, okay? If you have Hunter Lemke on the on the, on the the roster, and the good news uh, here, uh, listeners, is he's projected as a UDFA or third-day guy. So... He could be there. He could be there for uh, for that. I don't believe we have a sixth, but we do have a fifth. And maybe they can parlay that into a sixth somewhere, and they could target him in the sixth round. Uh, you know, I think he's he's a perfect fit as a runner. Now, the only issue is going to come, and that's probably going to be the big turnoff to the the personnel staff, and maybe even Mike McDaniel is. What do you think he'll run? Is is he because that's one thing that Tommy Bardell did have. He ran like a four or five flat at 235 pounds, and everybody got pretty excited about that. Um he's not gonna be a blazer, right? He's gonna be like uh, four sevens, maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a four seven. I I suspect, you know, this is a guy that's probably gonna run in that area. I don't expect him to blaze a trail down the field and you know run. I'm just looking at what Carl Ustrick ran at the um ran at the well, at the combine, but no, I, I absolutely don't see. Carl Ustrick was a four seventy one guy, so you know it's. It, I think if he falls into that in that range, you know that's absolutely not an issue for me. And I think, um, you know, you go back and look at some of the 49ers players. Alec Ingold was. I mean, Alec Ingold's a four ninety runner. Hmm. You know, so that kind of tells you everything you need to know. I mean, you go back and look at um, someone like uh, Ross Dwelly, who's a free agent this year, 49ers backup tight end. Um, you know, again, speed, not necessarily. Uh, I think Dwelly ran a 4 8 or something at the combine or at, the, at his, uh, his pro day. So, you know, I'm not necessarily bothered that. You know, you look around the team and you've got speed at running back with Mostert. You've got speed at running back with Ahmed. You've got speed with Hill. You've got speed with with uh, Waddle. I, I think that we need to make sure that we've got enough of those complementary kind of slobber knocker, knock you on your ass kind of guys. And and Hunter Lipke is absolutely one of them, but also brings a bit of versatility, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can line up all over. Look at the, I tell you, look at a guy like Co Keeft, who, who mm. played for the Buccaneers, was a... A late round draft pick at the Buccaneers last year, a phenomenal blocker from Minnesota. Lipke isn't in that department as a blocker, but I'd expect him to get on the field and just be extremely useful. He's the sort of guy that the Bill Belichick Patriots of 10 years ago would have drafted and he'd have caught three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I, I can say is that the more you look at him, uh, he solves a problem and he's absolutely rosterable with uh, Alec Engold. Uh, in fact, the they still have John Lovett, I believe, under contract. So they have two fullbacks. Now, uh, Alec Engel's from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hunter Lepke is from Spencer, Wisconsin. I don't know how close they are to each other. But as you can see, you know, the, the symmetry here, like, you know, the synergy, like, I'm feeling it. I really am. Like, mm. if he's available, he solves a problem, and we know he can play football. Um, 
Now, one last question, and I guess we could leave it here. Is he capable of playing in line as much as Juszczyk? Uh, I, I always mispronounce his name. As much Juszczyk, as Juszczyk. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so he, could, he can play online, and he he could take on a defensive end. I think, you know, he does it on tape, so I don't see any reason why he couldn't do it in the NFL. Obviously, you know, it's a big step up from from the the, the FCS level into the NFL, um, but I don't see it as a massive issue. It's, it's 132 miles from Green Bay to Spencer, Wisconsin, by the way. Oh, okay. So so they might have met before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 132 miles is about, about three hours, three hours and 30 minutes by car. So, yeah, yeah they might have met before. One last thing. I said UDFA day three, late day three. He's available out there for if, if they could parlay their fifth round pick into a couple of sixes, maybe. He's there yeah, for them, right? I think it's a sixth or seventh round pick. All right. And we'll leave it there. And do you have the two guys for next week, or is that also going to be a surprise as it is every week? Surprise. It's a surprise. All right. Well, we will talk to you again next week on two on three YPC. But till then. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.